Today's sponsor is EveryPlate. Initially, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, that they were kind of a splurge. But as it turns out, EveryPlate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste, you know, like the bag of spinach that I throw out every single week. You can skip the store and let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. For me, in the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking. Every plate helps me do just that. Simple, stress-free recipes come together in just six steps and are ready in about 30 minutes or less. You can choose between 17 recipes that change every week and swap proteins and sides to your liking, so you can switch up dinner routines however you want. Every plate helps me experience more of my favorite things in life by saving me time and money, which means more money towards vacations, concerts, the list goes on. You can choose from classic plate, veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate preferences to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE179. Again, that's $1.79 per meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE179. Today, our show is sponsored by Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you are among them, know that you're not alone and there is a solution you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol offers targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months of use. Nutrafol is physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective doses so you get the most reliable results. And no matter your stage in life, they have a solution. Nutrafol women's formulation is ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair loss caused by stress, dieting, overstyling, or environmental toxins. Their other formula, Women's Balance, is for additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code SELFIE to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code SELFIE. Hey, everyone. I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and a psychotherapist. And I'm Rue Powell, an admitted workaholic and self-care Luddite. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about women learning to take better care of themselves. We think self-care is important, but it can simultaneously be elusive. We don't lack information about it, but we don't always quite get there. So this podcast is dedicated to exploring different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious. We're looking at health, relationships, beauty, periods, and maybe a touch of the random. We also want to look at the hurdles we face that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. To submit questions to me or Rue, or to Claire, our beauty expert, or BJ, our resident therapist, join us in our private forum by searching Selfie Podcast Community on Facebook. Well, in today's episode, we're going to be talking with our Eric Thomas, one of my favorite writers. He and I are going to be chatting about the world world of writing on the internet and how we can use humor to go deeper on difficult topics. BJ is also going to be giving us advice on how to live in authenticity. And Claire has advice on what to do if your cloth face mask is causing you to break out. Today's episode is sponsored by Hero Cosmetics. They have an incredible product called the Mighty Patch. It's a hydrocolloid patch that extracts impurities. My kids love that you can see the impurities on the patch right after you take it off. If you struggle with acne or breakouts, it's a great solution, and you can try the Mighty Patch for yourself using the code SELFIE15 for 15% off at herocosmetics.com. But first, I'm going to do a quick self-care check-in with Rue. Rue, how's it going? Good. How about you? How's your self-care doing? Um, it's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. Um, I will say this, though. Um, I feel like God is testing me. Because... <laughs> okay. So, you know, my first book just came out last week. And, you know, when you have a book coming out in the world, you want to perhaps be kind online, you know, not make enemies of yourself online. Um, be... <laughs> relatable and appealing and winsome so that people will buy your book because that is your livelihood and yet people are just being so dumb online right (laughs) and yet the internet 
<laughs> that it is very, very difficult for me to keep my mouth shut. Oh, I say lean into it. It's but, like, do you oh, remember, God. who was it? Wasn't it like Charlie Sheen? Was it him that was, remember years ago he turned into a meme because he was just saying really bizarre things? Yes. Yes. Like, I, I would have bought his book just to see what was going inside his brain. Well, that's true. That's true. And I want to clarify what I mean by stupid. Okay. So, you know, we're all living in a state of turmoil, obviously, with, you know, a, a pandemic raging around us. And there are people who feel that we should all stay home to be healthy. And that's how they feel. And that's fine. And that there are people who feel, you know, I'm going to take my chances. I want to go back to life as normal. And that's mm. fine, too. Okay, those are different perspectives. You know, some people feel, hey, we were just trying to flatten the curve. Hospitals are okay. Let's go back and open the economy. Some people are more like, no, I'd like to actually eradicate the disease. Okay, fine. Different perspectives. I tend to be a little more conservative. Here's where I'm getting angry. Okay. At the people who feel that being asked to wear a mask or otherwise socially distance in public, not in their homes, not in their cars, but in public, specifically in a store, and the people who think that this is a violation of their rights and therefore they are like refusing or even going in and like protesting to these poor people working at the grocery store. Right. It's killing me. You know what I liken it to? It's like, remember when everyone just smoked cigarettes in restaurants? Yes. It is your right to smoke a cigarette. Yes. Where that ends is when it infringes upon someone yeah. else's right. And that is the same concept with a mask. Yeah. If you don't want to wear a mask, fine. But the second it infringes on someone else's rights and safety, that's a problem. And it's also why you can no longer smoke a cigarette in the local Applebee's. That's such a good point. The cigarette thing is such a good point because we did all collectively say you can no longer do this in a business. And a business has the right to set up rules for engagement of their customers. You know, that's that is they're right. And just people acting like this is a constitutional right to not have to wear a mask in an in another person's place of business or, you know, I don't know. That's it's really frustrating me. This sort of like people who think that they are some kind of social justice warrior because they're filming and picking a fight with a guy outside of a grocery store. Right. And these people are just doing their jobs. They're just they doing their jobs. And they're the ones who are making sure that we are all fed in the middle of this global pandemic. They're putting themselves at risk by going in and interfacing with that many people on any given day. For minimum wage, by the way. Totally. And then to harass these poor people. Oh, it's making me very angry. Yeah, no, I say stay mad. That is killing me. And, you know, we had here in Orange County, I mean, so embarrassing um, that this is the community where I live, but um, our local health, one of our local healthcare officials um, who had mandated or been a part of the mandate for us wearing cloth masks in public, you know, in businesses, not again, not in your home, but when you go out into another person's place, um, she was threatened with death threats from people in our community to the point that she resigned and stepped down. And then they just overturned that rule. Um, so now it's up to the cities and the stores to comply. But our county has said we're not mandating masks, which makes it even more difficult for these poor business owners. So that's driving me nuts. And also the people online who um, seem to be bent on denying racism and all lives matter and ugh, people who are getting... Um, I, I lost 2000 followers on my Raging Against the Minivan Instagram account this week, because I said that if I see people behaving online, like racists, if they're doing something racist online, I was going to be a Karen and call their employer. Now, have I done this? Actually, I did do it one time. I did it with um, a football coach who said blatantly racist things. But now, like all these people are yelling at me, like, what about the racists? What? Like, we can't be mean to them. Like, what? I just want to yell at everyone online. I just want to yell at everybody. Right. Right. Well, you know, just just maybe just try to stay like a little nice. I'm trying to stay a little nice. I just need to, you know. <laughs> Honestly, um, what is nicer than defending people though? Right? Like that's that's holy anger. 
I'm I don't know. I I'm I'm for it. I feel like it is. I'm trying, I will say, I am trying to have empathy because I understand that everyone's operating in fear. It's very difficult. <laughs> I'm going to say that come August, I'm going to just be a ranting screed online. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm for it. I'm for it. I look forward to that day. Oh, gosh. How's your self-care going? Uh, it is going well in that I have discovered a new thing to add to my self-care that isn't, you know, that is fairly accessible. Okay. And it seems just so fancy that it, it's way fancier than it's worth. So what I've been doing is I've been taking uh, <laughs> eucalyptus yeah. and wrapping it, like wrapping branches in my shower. Ooh. And I've been taking eucalyptus showers and you have to kind of like smush the leaves a little bit. So mm -hmm. like all that good eucalyptus essence pours <sighs> out. I love that smell. But it feels like... I call it a shower salad, which isn't particularly <laughs> sexy. <laughs> totally, it's a shower salad. But I'm in there having my shower salad, and it's just a normal shower, but there's like greenery and $2 shampoo, and it smells really good. And if you want to get super fancy, you just take some river rocks and just kind of put them at the edges of your shower, and you just feel like you're at a spot that you have to clean up yourself, but you're still at a spot, and it's so nice. This is very fancy. Where do you get the eucalyptus? You can get it at, like, Trader Joe's, Amazon. And if you're, like, let's say you can't find eucalyptus, you can just take regular old leaves or branches or whatever for the ambiance and just put eucalyptus oil like on the shower floor. <laughs> um, but either way, it's a shower salad. And you can do this with rosemary. You can do it with Ooh, mint, like lavender. a minty shower. Lavender. And it's just just any of the leaves. You get yourself a nice shower salad and it feels – it. yes, it's made my showers, I want to say – conservatively 70% better. Okay, I really like this idea. I actually have a shower spray that Ooh. smells like eucalyptus and it's very pungent. I actually bought it at a spa. Um, it was in like the spa gift shop and you just spray it and it makes your whole shower really smell. Um, but it's not quite the full sensory experience of the shower salad. Yeah, well, if, let's okay, shower salad, then add on a waterproof bluetooth speaker mm -hmm. and you've got like tibetan bowls or meditation music or whatever you like going Ooh. while you're doing your shower salad it is a trip to the elemis spa yeah. uh, you know it, it just it feels really good so i highly recommend it hashtag shower salad <laughs> <laughs> I need you to take a picture of I will the shower salad. I'll do you one better and I'll do like a Facebook live from okay. inside my shower salad and you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, I need to have a shower salad too. I love it. <laughs> um, do you have some two thumbs up for the week? I do. Okay, my first two thumbs up is um I got everyone in my family a Fitbit. And let me explain why. Because, you know, we are we are still under relative lockdown. Um, mm -hmm. we, we do not have the activities in place, the PE classes, the sports that my kids were accustomed to, to getting out of the house. And so, you know, some of my kids are really active naturally, some are not, and I'm even struggling with it. And so I got all of us Fitbits, old model Fitbits, so that we are all accountable to each other. Because you know how you can see on the Fitbit app, you can friend people and then see right. where their step count is at. You can race. Yeah. Yeah. And so a part of, and I've talked before about how we have this whole clean before screen rule, like you have to clean your room before you can sit down and watch TV. Well, I've instituted a rule that you have to meet a certain step count before you can sit down and watch TV, which is just basically that. to force my kids to get out of the house and like go rollerblading, go skating, ride your bike somewhere. And, you know, I'm all about automating. I mean, I have four kids. I'm working full time from home. I can't be on top of like checking in and saying, did you do this? But I can look on an app right. and it'll tell me. Um, so, yeah, I got everybody um, 
the Fitbit Flex 2. So I did a lot of research on which is the best Fitbit that I can afford. Um, And so it's an older model, but the Flex 2 you can wear in the pool, which is why I got that one. Oh, nice. Yeah. So so are you going to tell us what the the step count is? Right now, the step count is 5,000 steps. Oh, that's not that's that's super reasonable. It's reasonable, that's... but it's reasonable, but it does force you. You can't meet that by like usually my kids are done with school and wanting to watch TV around 2 p.m. And you can't have met that without actually doing something. Right. So it's, it's going to force something, even if it's a walk around the block. I like that. I think I might try that for my own kids. Yeah, I was just trying to think like, how do I hold them accountable to this? Because I'm, you know, it's a struggle. It's, it's a real struggle for me during the day to be, you know, like fully engaged in my work day, and then remembering to check in with them. Like, have you done this? Have you done that? So that's, that's my way of automating that. I like that. That's super smart. I spent a little money on the Fitbits. But, you know, for me right now, if I can spend money on something that allows me to be more focused on my work, then that works. Right. And then my second um, two thumbs up was just a discovery I made while I was shopping at Target for something else is they now have minted art at Target. I didn't know that. Do you know Minted? Do you know that company? I do. I love Minted Art. I do too. I do too. So if you're not not familiar, Minted is, it's like a, almost like, it's not crowdsourced, but artists can submit their artwork. And then they do art prints. They do, um, I do all of my holiday cards there. So it's kind of like a print shop. Um, But they have really cool modern art, photography. I mean, I have like, a lot of the gallery walls in my house are from minted, but it's spendy. And so they have done a collection at Target where they've just kind of picked some of their more popular ones. Mm -hmm. And it is like half the price of what it would be at minted. You know why I like minted too is because it comes framed and the biggest struggle I have is finding a frame. And since you're bringing up minted, I just would like to shout out my friend that I met because of minted. Her name is Katie Craig. She's Katie Craig art on Instagram. She has really beautiful art and all of her stuff's on minted, but she has her originals online as well. And she's a mom and I just love her stuff. And I actually have uh, a piece of hers uh, in my office on my wall behind me right now as I speak to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I just found um, that art and I ordered one for myself. It's like this, I'll have to take a picture of it. It's this cute eight by 10. It's like a watercolor with like a blush pink and a navy, just kind of like an abstract. I love that. But it was like, you know, 30 bucks. Um, I do as a as someone who's been in the creative field, there are a lot of artists who get really I don't know, like precious about art and how art shouldn't be um, mass manufactured and and that sort of thing. But what I love about places like Target and Walmart and places that you can like print stuff online is that it makes art accessible for so many people who otherwise wouldn't have art. So I totally love that. I'm going to check that out at Target. Yeah, a lot of cute stuff. Um, How about you? Um, I was having a very sweet battle with someone in the selfie podcast community group about like the best lip balms there are. (laughs) And I have gone through a variety and I try to like everything that I buy, I always want to be mindful of pricing. But there are times that something's so special that I'll like pay extra for it. And I'll make sure to, you know, do something cheaper somewhere else in my life. My example, my go to is that $2 shampoo, right? Yes. So there's a brand called Milk Makeup. And they have, um, it's called Kush Lip Balm. Everything in their line, I guess, is like pot related, but it's Kush <laughs> Lip Balm and Green Dragon. <laughs> I feel like a frat boy saying this, but it is such good lip balm. And this is really important to me. It has beautiful packaging and it's like, you ever get like really good packaging where you open like a lipstick or a lip balm and you close and it like magnetically clasps oh, and it's like a solid yes. and it just feels good. It feels luxurious yes. putting it on. I I love that. So I um I recommend that. It's pricier than say chapstick, but it feels really good. Um and I I, I just love the packaging so much. Okay, so they have colors, but you just do the clear. I do because I usually wear like a lipstick. So, right. So I usually wear like a lip balm and a lipstick and you don't like any of the lipsticks I wear because all of my lipsticks are matte. 
Yeah, that's cute. You're so young. Um, <laughs> I like the combo. So I may order this for myself because I want to try it. Um, I like to have a lip balm with a little color. I like just the all-in-one because my lips I, are very dry. I did see someone like swatched all of them online and the colors are really pretty, but I just, and, and I, I might actually try to get one with a, a, a color in it, but I did like that plain one. I do like a plain one very much. Does it, does it smell like marijuana no. at all? No. no. No, no, no. You don't have to worry about getting pulled over or anything like that. Well, I'm not worried about that. Let me tell you my issue with the marijuana smelling products is, you know, I have t- I have teenagers. And so <laughs> is it you guys or is it mommy's lipstick? <laughs> for sure that's happened. For sure. For sure. There have been moments that I'm like, is somebody freaking smoking pot? And then I'm like, oh, it's my lotion. It's the lotion on my legs. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I understand that. Um Oh, and so my second two thumbs up is a book that was, it's a little bit older in that it was written in 2007, but it's like an old friend. And I don't know if you know her, but um, there's this writer named Lauren Winner. I don't know her. And, and she wrote a book called Mudhouse Sabbath. And it was very, like, she was very popular in like the contemporary Christian writer realm mm-hmm. back in like the early 2000s. She wrote a book called Girl Meets God. That oh, was, I do know that book. Y- yeah. And so, and I think like her, you know, faith has gone through evolutions as many of ours has. And now uh, I want to say she's an associate professor at Duke uh, hmm. School of Divinity. But Mudhouse Sabbath is a book about it's very, very, it's a very short read, but I find it really comforting. And it's about how she went from Juda- uh, Judaism to Christianity, but she misses so many of um, the traditions and the rituals yeah. that she experienced in her Jewish faith. And it's just such a lovely read. I go back to it like especially when it feels like a blanket like I go back to it once in a while and I was just reading it the other day and I was like oh you know in the midst of all of this this is such a lovely read so anyway I recommend Mudhouse Sabbath by Lauren Winner I actually don't even know if she's written any books since like she's just kind of like she's not on Twitter I can't stalk her you know I I assumed that she would have gone like the way of like Nadia Bowles Weber yeah Um, but that hasn't been the case so interesting anyway Yes. I'm ordering it. This sounds really oh, good. 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 We have two sponsors today that are truly helping me stay sane and healthy. I am a longtime customer of Care Of. Care Of makes it easy to upgrade your health routine, whether you're looking for energy, better sleep, or just coping with stress. It can be hard to know what vitamins or supplements you should be taking, but Care Of makes it easy with this online quiz that lets you know exactly what you need. You answer questions like how much sleep you're getting, whether you're looking for more energy or something to help support weight management, healthy hair, skin, and nails. It's very personalized to help you with science-backed recommendations for your daily vitamins. Care of delivers daily vitamin and supplement packs along with protein and more. It's all customized to your recommendations. So you're only taking what you really need. Your personalized care of subscription box gets sent right to your door every month. That is the part I really love. It's right there. It's easy to take. It's automated for me. I also really love the packaging. Care of now offers protein powders available in individual packets for on the go, all personalized to fit your fitness goals and dietary preferences. For 50% off your first care of order, which is the best deal they've ever given selfie listeners, go to takecareof.com and enter the code selfie 50. Again, that is takecareof.com and use that code selfie 50 for half off your first order. I am also finding that a meal subscription service is saving my sanity right now. Shopping and meal planning has been made even more challenging in the midst of this pandemic. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. They offer contactless delivery to your doorstep so you can easily do home cooking with your family. They cut out the stressful meal planning and the grocery store trips so you can just enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes, or you can even do 20 minutes with their quick recipe options. I'm also here to report that their recipes are recipes that kids and teens can follow. So if you're wanting to get your kids in on the cooking act, this is a great option. It's really flexible. You can easily change your delivery day or food preferences, skip a meal whenever you need. And HelloFresh recipes are delicious. There's something for everyone. They have low calorie options, vegetarian options, and family-friendly recipes every week. Over 90% of their ingredients are sourced directly from growers. You can go to hellofresh.com slash 
60selfie and use the code 60selfie to get 60 bucks off your first three weeks. That includes free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. And again, that's HelloFresh.com slash 60selfie with the code 60selfie for $60 off your first three weeks. So when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones, and they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So with two girls learning how to shave their legs right now, I am committed to making sure that they have good quality razors. Guys, I was probably well into my 30s before I realized the difference a quality razor makes. Today's sponsor is Athena Club. They have great razor kits that we have been using in our house for a couple months. The razor blades are awesome. They are surrounded by this water-activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so you get a silky smooth shave that actually leaves your skin soft and hydrated as opposed to stripped dry. And their blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily so you don't have to make a ton of passes going over and over the skin to remove the hair. Fewer passes means less irritation to your skin, which cuts down on razor burn and ingrown hairs. The razor kit is only $9 with free shipping and it comes with two blade cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral. But what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white, pastel neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their cloud shave foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. We've talked a lot about skincare on the show and specifically tretinoin. If you're not familiar, it's a retinoid, which is an active vitamin A derivative that's used to improve the texture, tone, and appearance of the skin. Today's sponsor, Dear Brightly, has a product called Night Shift, and tretinoin is the active ingredient in Night Shift. This is the only FDA-approved retinoid for treating photoaging, which is premature skin aging due to long-term sun exposure. Tretinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone, and big pores. Tretinoin can only be acquired through a prescription, but it's 20 times more potent than the -the over-the-counter retinol products. It's one of the most well-researched ingredients with over 50 years of research behind it for both acne and photoaging. I had a chance to try Night Shift, and I'm really liking it. I have the unfortunate experience of having both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time, and it's great for both. I have seen my fine lines decreasing. I've seen my skin tone looking better, and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great, but a dermatology-grade retinoid is even better. Night Shift is their dermatologist-formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them, then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription, if applicable, and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer. Offer anywhere. That's S E L F I E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. Well, hey, Eric. Nice to meet you online. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you too. Well, we have, um, we both have books that birthed in the midst of a pandemic, mm-hmm. which is super great. Super awesome. And it's, it's both of our first books, right? This is your yeah. first book. This is my first book. And what I love about about chatting with you is that our books, even though mine is kind of a mommy memoir, you know, and, and yours is different. We have a lot of intersections in our lives um, outside of our love for theater. Um, And one of them is that we both just started kind of, we've both kind of fell into writing online. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, did you I, ever imagine that your career would be like writing on the internet? No, it doesn't make any sense. Like that's crazy. Like, what was that's your so under? Cool. What was your undergrad in? Uh, English. Um, okay. So I, I wanted to write, but like yeah. when I was, you know, I was an undergrad in like '99 to like 2003, uh -huh. and so like, uh, you know, the internet wasn't even really a right. thing that we believed in. It was sort of no. like chat rooms, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, well, I'm so old that I got my first email account after college. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the internet until after right. college. So, and like, and now, you know, to be two people who have this, not only like a uh, careers on the internet, but like yeah. a facility with internet language is like really wild to me. It's because wild. I don't think of myself as somebody who's at the leading edge of the internet, but that's where my, that's where my bills get paid. And by. here you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Okay. So I'm going to read a little section from my book that talks about the internet and my ambivalence about it. And this is from um, a chapter called... The internet is full of shit, and so am I. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> a couple years ago, NPR reached out to me for a segment they were doing about the holidays. They wanted to include me for tips on how moms could stay organized and calm in the midst of the season. I said yes, being the NPR nerd that I am, and then promptly forgot to put the interview in my calendar. I had absolutely no business giving any shred of advice on successfully navigating the holiday season. I have a massive meltdown pretty much every year mid-December. I predictably overbook myself, take on too much, and fail to say no. This particular year was no exception, and my stress was affecting my health. I wasn't getting enough sleep, my immune system was shot, and I had developed shingles, a reactivation of the chickenpox virus that manifests in mind-numbingly painful blisters. Shingles is, according to the Google, thought to be brought on by stress. One morning, a few days after NPR booked me to do the segment, I stepped out of the shower and began applying calamine lotion to the rash across my chest and stomach when my cell phone rang from a New York number. I picked it up thinking it was my agent. An NPR host told me to hold. I'd be live in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the calamine lotion was still wet, so I couldn't get dressed. I turned, and on the other side of the sliding glass door that separates the bathroom from the outside, I saw the guy who mows my lawn step into the backyard. I couldn't close the curtains without exposing my body even further, so I scurried into the toilet alcove, which would at least <laughs> partially hide me from view. There, naked, with sopping wet hair and covered in calamine lotion while hiding from a man mowing my grass in the backyard, I gave a national interview on how other people could stay sane during the holidays, including <laughs> tips on mindfulness, self-care, and slowing down. I hung up and thought, I am so full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that image. I, <laughs> I mean, I feel very bad for you. Yes. Completely, I totally understand. Uh, Just the, also the weirdness of being in your own home and also being broadcast on national public it's radio. It's so weird. <laughs> It's so weird. Totally. And I just, if anyone could have taken a photo of me, um, it was not, yeah, it's not a good scene. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Um, well, I, you know, <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, I'm going to read a section um, from an essay called Unsubscribe from All That, which um, is about uh, basically um, sort of going viral on the internet and then um, finding myself uh, at, um, with a job because of it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so at this point, I've been writing my column on L.com for a couple of years. Um, uh, in late January, just before the inauguration, Congresswoman Maxine Waters of California gave a terse, fiery press conference in which she said that then FBI Director James Comey had no credibility. Watching the 22nd video, I felt the disparate streams of my writing voice come together, and I pounced on it with glee. She was black. She was confident, she was extra, and she wasn't mincing words. Honey, I lived. The internet resounded, responded, excuse me, vociferously. The article was read hundreds of thousands of times, the most of anything I'd written up to that point. A month later, she appeared on All In with Chris Hayes on NBC and let that place out, reading a list of people in the Trump administration that she thought were colluding with Russia. I wrote, where does she find the energy, y'all? She's trying to single-handedly strap this country to her back and carry it to safety. And no, she doesn't care if the country wants to go or not. Rep Waters is that auntie who attacks her face with a wet wipe at every cookout and has a ninja-like ability to whip a comb out and run it through your hair before you can protest. Close to a million people read that column. 
people started calling her Auntie Maxine. I struggled briefly with a question of authenticity in what I'd written. Was I treating her with respect? I thought so, but not everyone online agreed. Some took me to task for using black and gay vernacular for a quote-unquote white magazine. I felt that my context was the internet, not necessarily L.com's average reader, who may or may not be white. I didn't argue about it, though. I made sure to correct people when they said I was the first to call her Auntie Maxine. I'd said, I, uh, I'd said she was like an auntie, but I hadn't gotten so far as to dub her Auntie Maxine. It may have risen from my column, but giving her nickname would have been overreached. I felt like this was an important distinction. Ironically, she liked the moniker and started using it herself. That April, she invited me to an event she was hosting concerning Trump's tax returns. We know how to party. I thought, she, I, thought I was just going to be hanging out, watching her rip the president to shreds. I arrived, and her chief of staff ushered me, uh, ushered me on stage for an intimate conversation between Representative Maxine Waters, activist Brittany Packnett, and R. Eric Thomas. Dear in the headlines. You know, isn't it so wild? I mean, we're talking about finding ourselves writing on the internet, the places that that has placed us as well. I mean, did you ever think when you started writing a humor column for Elle that you'd be sitting and having a, you know, political conversation? No, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, a a lot of the internet writing that got um, me that brought Elle's attention to me was, Mm -hmm. uh, brought me to Elle's attention rather, um, was just sort of like me just sitting out making jokes, you know? And so like, why would you, like, I'm just sort of like, (laughs) I'm your your garden variety idiot. Why would you want to put me on stage with a congressperson? Um, So that's like, that's one of the great things about the internet, however, though, is that it's democratic. And so there is this sense that everybody has something useful to say, you Mm -hmm. know? I mean, in the same way, it's like, um, you know, NPR is reaching out to you to get your ideas on mindfulness. And you're thinking like, Oh, well, what, what do I know about mindfulness? It's like, well, you're a person with a mind and you, like, <laughs> you're reaching for a, a, yeah. a, a quality of, of peace, right? Yeah. So I'm curious to ask you this. Um, you know, you are, you're a humorist and, you know, a lot of what people know you for is humor writing, observations on pop culture, things like that. But in your book, and also in many of your columns, you you do dive into issues of race, issues of social justice, issues of politics, issues of faith. Have you do you think about how to strike that balance between these you know these two voices? Is that something that you're strategic about, or is it just something that you kind of follow as it comes? Um, I think it's something that I I, I actually sort of chase after. Like yeah. it feels like the most authentic. My goodness, where, what word am I trying to say? <laughs> Who can say? Um, oh, a day. Um, it feels like the most authentic representation of who I am. Um, yeah. And I think sometimes it's hard to do when writing specifically for the internet because mm-hmm. the internet is so devoid of context and also so flush with context in like ways that are very, I think, often com- in conflict with each other, mm-hmm. um, that things can be... Uh, whipped up and turned into something that they're not. Yeah. Whereas with the book, I felt like this was an opportunity for me to run wild and be all of my different yeah. selves um, and to say like, yeah, I'm going to make um, a shameless pun and then I'm going to talk about a faith journey um, yes. and then I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, issues around race. You know? Yeah. Do you find that? I feel like you are very good at um, at talking about sort of various political or social justice issues, but also you have a a really great sense of humor. So like, how are you mixing those? Well, you know, I, I feel like it's funny because what, what I really want to talk about, like if someone just gave me a microphone, I want to talk about issues of race and social justice. And I feel like Mm -hmm. those are the things that I, I have something to say on, Mm -hmm. but it's weird because in a way I feel like the humor writing is what gets me in the door. Maybe if that makes Mm -hmm. sense, like, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I've always kind of, I mean, I like humor writing, but I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes I'm using it. Like I wrote a book called Raging at the Minivan, and I, th- I don't think people are going to pick it up and think like, oh, I bet there's a chapter on white privilege in here. Okay. But I I popped it in there, you mm-hmm. know? So I feel like I, I do, I don't know, like I'm always trying to think like how much... <sighs> What's the ratio of humor to like social justice writing that I need to keep to to keep people coming who maybe aren't aren't looking for that? Does it make sense? Yeah. No, it does. Yeah, it feels you know on one hand it feels sort of like a Trojan horse, which is yeah. I think very useful and a very Kinda good does. use of privilege, and also it feels 
sort of like ministry, you know? Yeah. Um, yes. You're inviting people in and then you're saying, well, okay, here's the, here's the word. Yeah. Um, Thanks for coming for the bachelor recap. And now right. <laughs> right. let's talk about some hard things. Right. But I, right. I mean, and I feel that with your writing too. I, I mean, I think that's what I appreciate so much is I have friends who read your L column who would never um, actively pursue, you know, some of the topics that you end up talking about, which is mm -hmm. great. I, you know, it, d it does afford you a sort of weird, like humor credibility and, yeah. You know, it brings it brings people in, and then and then you get to talk about harder things. And I think you do that so well. Yeah, and I mean, like the way I've always learned to speak about harder things, like, and I learned this from my family was, you know, through laughter. You know, yeah. and it wasn't like we're not a sitcom family where we're sort of like we all sit around the table and crack jokes about like privilege or you know whatever the after school special thing that happened yes. this week is. But like, you know, there's this great line, and I, I say this all the time, this is a great line from Still Magnolias um, uh, that goes, laughter through tears is my favorite emotion. Yeah. And that, I identify with that. Totally. I, if we're going to have to deal with the hard business of being a human being, I want to be able to find a way to laugh through it, because otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I do feel like people um, come to my writing um, because it makes them laugh, makes them feel good. And I don't want to let them down when they open up the book. And that was my big yeah. concern with the book yeah. was that people were going to say like, oh my goodness, this is all so serious. Yeah. Um, but I, I think what I found is that people just were hungry for having a more human experience. And mm -hmm. sometimes the human experience is laughter through tears. And sometimes it's, it's just sort of parsing something that's uh, really tough for all of us to figure out. You can find the rest of my conversation with Eric at our show notes, selfiepodcast.com. There you can find that conversation as well as links to both of our books. You can also find Eric online on Instagram and Twitter at our Eric. We wanted to take a minute to talk about one of our paid sponsors, payoff.com. If you are struggling with debt right now and high interest rates are making it hard for you to get out of the credit card debt on your own, a payoff loan may be an option to get out of the debt cycle. A payoff loan is a personal loan backed by member-centric credit unions designed to help you pay off your credit cards with rates as low as 5.99% APR and loan amounts up to $35,000. There are no hidden fees and payoff.com offers customer support to help you reach your financial goals. Some of the benefits of a payoff loan may also include potential credit score boosting, one monthly payment, and savings from a lower interest rate. Go to payoff.com slash selfie to learn more. And no worries, checking loan rates won't affect your credit score. Try something new. Pay off your credit card debt with Payoff. More information is available at payoff.com slash selfie. NMLS ID number 1396805. Not all applicants may qualify. Loans only available within the United States. Loan is not available in all states. Payoff works with lending partners who originate the loans. Additional terms, conditions, and eligibility requirements may apply. More information is available at payoff.com slash selfie. Today's episode is sponsored by SaveTheChildren.org. Save the Children believes every child deserves a future. In the United States and around the world, they work every day to give children a healthy start in life, including the kids that are hardest to reach. Right now, the coronavirus is the biggest global health crisis of our lifetime, and it threatens kids in many ways. COVID-19 has already left a lot of kids without caregivers or out of school and exposed to violence. With your support, Save the Children can help kids in unsafe households and help them distance learn in the face of school closures. Here's a couple ways you can make a difference. For $25, you could feed five kids who are out of school a nutritious breakfast and lunch. For $50, you can deliver essential learning supplies to kids who are learning outside of school. And for $100, you can fill a bookshelf for out-of-school children in rural America where many don't own a single book. To help, go to savethechildren.org slash savekids. Again, www.savethechildren.org slash savekids. Hi guys, I'm BJ and I'm an emotional wellness coach. I have a private practice with clients across the states and abroad where I focus on trauma, attachment wounds, and the roles they play in how we show up in our lives today. I don't know about you, but I find self-care to be most elusive when it comes to my mental well-being. So I'm here to share in the journey of emotional self-care. 
Today, we're going to be talking about authenticity. Several women in our community have expressed a desire to live with more authenticity. For these particular listeners, they asked specifically as it related to being a nine on the Enneagram, and they're struggling with keeping the peace over speaking up when it's needed. Last week, we talked about detachment theory and insecure attachment styles. Did you know there's a direct correlation from your attachment style to your Enneagram type? So guess what, nines? Of course you struggle with this. Given the fact your greatest concern as a nine is that you might lose or be separated from others, keeping the peace at any cost seems like it might have been a really good coping mechanism to develop in childhood. However, since not all our listeners are nines or even know what the Enneagram is, let's look at authenticity from a more universal approach. As we begin to heal from attachment wounds, living in secure attachment is to live authentically. Authenticity is just another term for living in the present. Living in the present is just another term for functioning from my adult self or my secure self. We spend most of our lives in relationship functioning from the coping mechanisms we developed in early childhood. We replicate our family of origin everywhere we go in adult relationships with our partners, with our friendships, with our coworkers, even with our kids. Whatever needs we didn't get met in early childhood, and no one got all their needs met in early childhood, are what we call felt needs. Often our relationships trigger us into a desire to be soothed by having one of those felt needs met by someone outside of ourselves. But as we talked about, the purpose of securing our attachment is so that we can be connected to ourselves, soothe ourselves, meet our own needs. This is the challenge for the anxiously attached. Side note, that means it's especially a challenge for someone whose greatest fear is losing or being separated from others. So first of all, in order to live authentically, we have to learn to take responsibility for our own emotions and to release our loved ones from that expectation. Then we can approach authenticity from a more secure place. Here's the catch. Authenticity is living wholeheartedly in our whole selves. That's scary, right? That makes us feel really vulnerable. Well, that's the thing about authenticity. It requires vulnerability and vulnerability always comes with risk. Why? Because we can't always predict if the person we're choosing to be authentic with is living wholeheartedly enough to create a safe space for us to live in our own vulnerability. So what we tend to do is try to avoid vulnerability by trying to predict how someone's going to respond. And ultimately, we talk ourselves out of being vulnerable because we can't predict how people are going to respond so much of the time. That leaves us feeling unseen, unheard, abandoned, and ultimately resentful. So then, what do we do? Well, there's a hack for this. If you're familiar with Brene Brown, I know all this language is sounding very familiar to you. And I am a certified Daring Way facilitator trained in the research of Dr. Brown. One of the things that she talks about that I, it's like a mantra to me. If you spend any time with me at all, you'll hear me say this really often. People have to earn the right to hear your story. People have to earn the right to hear your story. Take that in. People have to earn the right to hear your story, to be in your truth with you, to be in your space. If people don't make you feel safe, be careful about getting vulnerable with them. In some cases, not saying anything at all might actually be the right thing. How does that feel, nines? (laughs) Don't judge yourself if you've chosen peace in a situation where the other person isn't malleable to change. Your voice is probably going to be wasted even if you use it. That's where boundaries are going to come in. And we'll talk in a future episode about what it looks like to set boundaries with people that you're really forced to be in relationship with, family members, coworkers, etc. However, if you're realizing that keeping the peace at any cost is actually not peaceful at all, then that's when you want to garner support from someone who will help you sort out the best way to speak your truth to this person. Speaking my truth, by the way, it's really important to define what that means because we often hear people say, well, I just had to speak my truth. Speaking our truth is not finally offloading all the hurt and shame and anger I've been holding against you because I didn't have the courage to confront it along the way. Speaking our truth is the middle ground. In our adult selves, in secure attachment, we are always compassionate, caring, loving, and kind. We may also be angry, frustrated, annoyed, and hurt in our truth. But in our truth, our true adult secure truth we will be able to communicate those emotions without malice. Always. If not, you're in one of your inner children. We're also going to talk about that in future episodes. So this is good news for you nines. The story you live in is that speaking up is confrontational, but sometimes 
It's just a necessary, albeit uncomfortable, or even hard conversation that just needs to be had. So to wrap it up, authenticity is simply recognizing that I can't have connection without vulnerability. And vulnerability is always risky. Authenticity starts with knowing myself, trusting myself, and being compassionate towards myself. From there, I can always find the way to connect with others. Who's ready to continue this conversation over on our Selfie Podcast community Facebook page? Join me there. Talk to you soon. All right, let's take a beauty question with Claire. Claire, can we talk about skin breakouts and masks? I have only been in a few places where I need to wear a mask, even though it's not required in our state, I still wear masks indoors or for close proximities like farmer's markets. And my chin looks like it did when I was 14. I thought I was having an allergic reaction at first, but nope, it's zits. How can I prevent and treat this? Okay, I love this question because I think this is plaguing a lot of us. How are we avoiding breakouts when we're wearing our masks? (sighs) This is so hard, so hard and so frustrating. Well, I guess it goes without saying, but if you're wearing a disposable mask, obviously wear it once, throw it away, number one. Number two, if you have a washable mask, make sure that you are indeed washing it. It's kind of like the idea with the pillowcase. You know, bacteria does adhere to fabrics. It's very easy for us to break out if we're you know, using the same pillowcase and the same goes for using the same mask. So making sure that you're washing that every few days or more if possible. Now with prevention... Um, this is hard. It does depend on skin type, but I would probably incorporate some kind of like, um, anti-acne or salicylic face wash into your routine. I don't like telling people to use like a whole acne regimen because it it tends to be too harsh on the skin. Too much salicylic or too much lactic acid can be really irritating. But for somebody who doesn't typically break out, they start wearing a mask and they are finding themselves break out, incorporating a face wash, Um, into your routine that has a low percentage, I'd say 5% or less, of salicylic acid can be actually really, really helpful. Um, But, you know, a little bit of acne is sort of a small price to pay to keep everyone safe, right? (laughs) I know that's not like the best answer that I could give, but we're definitely all struggling with that, especially our teenagers, right? (sighs) My poor teenagers. (laughs) We're definitely going through some skincare woes right now and the masks aren't helping. But hang in there, incorporate, you know, an, an acne face wash um, with, you know, low percentage of salicylic and continue to wash your pillowcase and your face masks. Hey, thank you for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us on Instagram at at Selfie Podcast and in the Selfie Podcast community group on Facebook. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at SelfiePodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so you can catch up with us next week. Take care.